Hello, I'm Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco, and welcome to another episode of the RSO Roundup. We've got a great show for you today. We have Riverside Police Chief Larry Gonzalez. Super happy to have him on. Uh, we decided that part of the Sheriff's Department, part of what we do on a day in and day out basis is interact with our local police departments. And what a better uh, person to have on is then Chief Gonzalez, who is the chief of our of our largest city police department in the county of Riverside. So, Chief Gonzalez, glad to have you here. Thank you, Sheriff, and I feel honored that I'm the first police chief you had on your show. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, just to kind of, uh, it's a good segue that you said talking about us working together. Um, just to talk a little bit about what I think the public gets confused on sometimes. I've heard some people say like. Are you guys are the sheriff's department, the sheriff's department, you are the police department. Normally, if an incident happens and it's really bad, then we like to say it was the sheriff's department <laughs> and vice versa. But the reality is, is the working relationship that we have, we've established over the last couple of years. I know at least since you and I have been in our positions, I'm not saying it wasn't always a, a good working relationship. I can, I can say being in this position, I've seen it strengthen a lot more than I have seen in the past. I agree. I, agree. I think that that goes not just from your and mine relationship, but even you look at like our, our investigative units, the way they work together, our SWAT teams, our tactical teams work together. Um, very good working relationship that's, uh, it's encouraging. Yeah. And I, I think what, to your point before, a lot of, of the, I think a misunderstanding or maybe just the misconceptions from people is that because it's Riverside Police Department and Riverside Sheriff's Department, they assume it's the same thing. And, and people, I mean, I guess they just think that, that we're both the same. So I know I've had, there have been times where people have either uh, thanked me or, or been mad at me for something that happened that I knew was Riverside Police. Yeah. And, and you and I have talked where you've got the same thing. And it's a, it's just one of those things where people, they don't necessarily, I think they don't care about who comes to help them just as long as they get helped. And I think where we are as a working relationship, I think that's where we, we have evolved to where we don't see those county and city lines anymore. We just we just go out and work with each other and, and take care of our residents. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had people ask me when my next election was as well. Um, I, I'm glad I don't have to go through that like you do. But, um, you know, I also get a lot of this with um, how we work together. You know, there's certain, our city's 88 square miles, and there's several bordering thoroughfares in our city where if you go down, we'll take Van Buren, for instance, where you can go down in a two-mile stretch and have – 14 different buildings that one's the county, one's the city, one's the county, one's the city. And there's a couple schools on that border where if there's a major incident that it's very likely that both of us will be responding. I think, you know, our, I know I can speak for our community in Riverside. They're very welcoming to any first responder that gets there, whether they're wearing tan or they're wearing blue, as long as the problem gets dealt with. Yeah. And, you know, over the years we've talked about, we both have helicopters in our in our agencies where there could be something that happens where your helicopter is in thermal and on a, on a situation or in banning, say helping there. And then something happens in Moreno Valley where we're close, we're obviously going to help. Um, and I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up this point, something that changed about five years ago was PSEC. And it was so frustrating. You can remember when you were a deputy, and I was a police officer, I could get in a car chase into home gardens, which is your area. And the deputies in the chase with me and we can't talk to each other. Yeah. That was so frustrating. And, and when PSEC came along, about five years years ago, we finally had that operability to be able to communicate with our with our partners, you guys. Right. I can think of every major incident we've had in our city 
unfortunately we had two officers killed in an 18 month period and both doing the the uh the after action report the biggest problem was always intercommunication yeah. being able to communicate with our sheriff's department because everybody's coming to help in those situations. Yeah. And, and for, for the people, you know, listening about PSEC, our, our, that's our radio systems. That's, that's how we communicate. And historically we've all been isolated in, in, in a technology age where we, we can all sit and talk to whoever we want with our little computers in our pocket that we call phones. Yeah. But yet law enforcement coming to work together and help each other can't communicate directly and that was a that was always a huge issue that that we've resolved now uh countywide we're almost there we still have a couple of our of our yeah. partners in the desert that uh, that are still trying to work their way off of the system that they were on but they're gradually coming on to to the PSEC radio system and uh it, it certainly does make it easy i know even i've 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 been responding to incidents where both of our agencies are involved in a pursuit that's going to a certain location, and it's easy to just flip the, flip, flip the channel and listen to everybody and, and yes, and, and hear what everybody's doing and uh, that tactical and really that safety aspect of that. Um, I think for the general public, they would assume that's always been the case, yeah. but strangely enough, it wasn't. Yeah. But that's one of the things we've one of the things we fixed. And then you know there was I I do get questions all the time. And, and I, I really don't know the, the historical aspect of this. I know it went back, I, I believe it was San Francisco for one. And then uh, this, the state actually has some type of a regulation about, about sheriff's uniforms. But people always ask why we were a different color than Riverside. Why does Riverside police wear blue and why do you have tan and green? And I really don't know if I know that answer other than for the most part, blue or black is a police department and sheriff's departments are usually tan, green, or a combination yeah. of both. I, I And I don't know the historic back. Like I said, even when I – I knew for California anyway, it seems like majority of the agencies, uh, police agencies are blue and tan and green for the sheriffs. However, my dad, my stepfather, worked at Anaheim PD in the 60s and 70s, and they were tan. Really? So I, I at some point it changed. I'm going to think in the 70s where it was always um, blue. But um, – and, and, you know, we will tease each other, uh, go back and forth. You know, you need to wear the blue and be on the varsity team. I always tease, you know. <laughs> uh, but we're all cops. We're all law enforcement officers. We all have the same mission. And um, But, yeah, it's I, I tease people. When I when I first got – I didn't even know what all this meant. I didn't know. I knew the stripes I thought was the biggest guy on the department. That was the head honcho, which was a sergeant. But I didn't know what one bar meant, what two bars meant, what stars meant, how many stars. So as you go along in your career, you progress, you, you realize all that. That comes along with it. But now I value that, though. I value the tradition in our police department just as you do in your sheriff's department. Yeah. And from a fashion sense, we all know that everyone looks better in tan and green. But <laughs> You look thinner in blue, though. I don't think so. the camera might yeah, add some pounds to it. From a professional standpoint, we're all doing the same thing. And um, we – the people should know that regardless of whether it's someone in a blue uniform or someone in a tan and green uniform yeah. showing up, we're there to help them. And a lot of times we're there together helping each other yes. help the residents. So it, it all works out well. And then, you know, there are – the city of Riverside is surrounded by all of our areas, Correct. whether they're contract cities or whether they're county areas. Correct. So we – our agencies really do interact a ton together. Yeah. Um, we have a great um, – 
great relationship, training relationship, even with our SWAT teams, with your Metro team and our, our SWAT guys that, that train together, that debrief together yes. and uh, even respond out together to, to certain calls. Yeah. Um, I know that there have been times where my guys have even our SWAT team wasn't available, so we Correct. utilized yours to come out and do yep. search warrants Same or something like that. And the the working relationship that we have together, people need to know that we're all there for them. And yeah. regardless of, of what agency we're for or city or whatever, I like to say that those those lines in the in the street that, that separate the city of Riverside from Moreno Valley or from Harupa or from Home Gardens or yeah. Woodcrest County area – Criminals don't care about they those don't care. lines. Bad guy doesn't care about that. And if we cared about them, then we wouldn't be as successful as we are. And I uh, personally, I feel very fortunate too, just along with those lines. Um, I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to teach at your academy for well over 20 years. And throughout that time, in fact, there's uh, every day I'll see, if I see an RSO deputy, it was, I was fortunate enough to, to have them in the academy. I taught a few different learning domains, taught a lot of defensive tactics throughout the years. So you get to kind of know your brothers and sisters in tan and green over the years. And it's kind of neat. I'm getting old now to where some of them are lieutenants and captains. Yeah. But uh, very fortunate to have that working relationship with them and see them progress along their career. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's a bad point when we're, when, when we're sitting talking about the, the people that started after us that are retiring. Yes. Or, or the one I, when I was teaching the Academy where I, early on, it would be like, Hey, my buddy's going through the Academy, keep an eye out for him. Now I get it where, hey, my son's going through the academy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting old. From those same people. I <laughs> yeah. know. It, it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that you and I were talking earlier before we started, it was was how lucky we are uh, to be in Riverside County. And I've said this over and over and over again, uh, especially recently in the last year, year and a half, is that um, from a law enforcement perspective, we are kind of on an island in the state of California. And with our with the relationship that we have with our community, um, our our politicians all support our police. Uh, yes. They certainly the board certainly supports the sheriff's department. Uh, our residents are are overwhelmingly supportive and appreciative and proud of yeah. their law enforcement agencies. And I think that you know we're we are unique and we don't have the same problems that you see on TV or that you hear about other places happening especially in the last couple of years with the with the anti-police yes rhetoric that's been going on and um you know there, there, we've seen some terrible things on tv and everything else but knock on wood we we don't experience those here and uh, in california you were mentioning about we took care of those some of those issues a long time ago correct <laughs> excuse me and and i'm glad you brought that up because i i talk about this quite regularly in my community groups is um you know, we had a very controversial shooting in 1998, the Taisha Miller shooting, which a lot of people remember. Um, and uh, we were under heavy scrutiny, not just in California, but nationwide. And we didn't really, I mean, we were, I, I was here as a police officer when that mm -hmm. happened. And I always thought we were a, a great police department. So we had some legislatively mandated changes we needed to make. And, and it, we're kind of resistant to that. Like, hey, you're telling us we're messed up. Why do we have to change these things? But, and I won't go into the whole thing about a consent decree or stipulated agreement, but one of the key parts was our, our engagement with our community. And um, I think we're lacking in some of the areas in our community, whether it's faith-based or grassroots or school districts or chamber of commerce, whatever it may be, uh, we've made a very conscientious effort the last 20 some odd years to be represented everywhere in our community. Yeah. So we have been, and now we hit 2020 
where that national narrative comes up again, where people are pounding all the police departments and sheriff's department about reform and change. And we felt very fortunate that uh, we were way ahead of the game. So yeah. these reform asks you're giving us, we had to educate our community. We've been doing that for years. For years. We don't do this. Yeah. Or here's and what, what we've and done. while the while the that incident happened to your agency, it still affected all of us around. Absolutely. Um, whether it's our other police departments or us as a sheriff's department. And we do try and learn from not necessarily mistakes, but the actions and the the whole debriefings that we do after of incidents, we all try and learn from them. We all try and share. And so the, whether it be the consent decree or whether it be lawsuits from Los Angeles or San Diego or, or even somewhere up north, we get those and we learn from those and we make sure. those changes. The The training that we do is just so much different than yeah. across the country. We we really are the, yeah. the people are in California are really blessed with a with a more educated, more trained uh police department and sheriff's department, law enforcement officers. So uh it it was it was a it was different for us during that time because you you don't want to be you don't want to seem defensive, but you you kind of have to politely say, well we've been doing that for yes, a long time. Exactly. And, um it, and and we we did learn. We I remember going to schools and training after that happened and you would go around the room and introduce yourself in your agency. They go, Oh man, we heard about you guys. And, um, it was, it was a difficult time, but we became a much better department. All of us did. We all learned from that. And we, we look at where we're at now. Like I'll go back to what we all went through in 2020. And, uh, and I, I tell this story that, uh, when we had heard that there was going to be thousands and thousands of people that are going to protest in the city streets of Riverside, um, that and and most of them to peacefully protest their First Amendment right, but there's going to be a couple hundred there that are here to destroy property and burn our city down. You know very well. I reached out to you and other neighboring agents, even the CHP and some other folks, and everybody was there right on the spot to deal with eight to ten thousand people. And sure enough, um, we did have a couple hundred that tried to destroy property, but uh, we really came out of that unscathed, comparatively mm -hmm. speaking to other. You know, you look at the news, you look at Portland and Minneapolis and. Detroit, Seattle, all these other that were just getting burned down. Uh, we got a lot of uh, praise for that, the way we handled it. And with no officer injuries, no deputy injuries, um, seven arrests out of all those people. And, uh, and no injuries to the public. No injuries to the public and uh, low, low vandalism. A couple things happened as, as the dispersal order was given. But I think a lot of that had to do with um, the backing of our community. And, and I'm, I guess I can speak for Riverside. Um, I have a council that's very supportive. I have a city management team that's very supportive. And it's not, it's like you said earlier, it's not like that. And like we, we talk to other chiefs and sheriffs around the state and it's just, it's just controversial every day yeah. they go to work. So I'm, I'm so thankful for that, that we have not just the city leadership, but the community at large. And that's because of the relationships we've been able to establish over the years. And I always give praise to our officers that are on the street. If they weren't doing the professional job that they do every day, we probably wouldn't have that support. Yeah. And if we're not giving them a message where they can feel like they trust their sheriff, they trust their police chief, then we lose our community. Absolutely. So that's first and foremost. Absolutely. You talk about relationships. We the our our police departments and and the sheriff's department throughout the county, um, particularly us now as leaders, we the relationships that we've built between all of us as the heads of our agencies filters down into the into the working troops into the front line into the frontline workers 
And uh, we we meet regularly. We're every two months. We're at our cops every meetings. Every two weeks we talk. Exactly. And then know. our conference calls every two weeks. And and in those for the public, we're talking about critical incidents that we're all having. That uh, maybe intel things that we've learned that we all need to be aware of that something's coming in one of our cities or or one of our county areas. And we we filter that down to our command staffs and to our troops. Correct. And we're, we're the communication and the, the working relationship that we have, really Riverside County is one agency. We we are all working together on the same page of making sure that that this place is better than better than our neighbors. Yeah. And it, it helped me tremendously going through the pandemic to have those meetings, well, we were doing weekly at that time, uh, to be able to get on the conference call with other cities in our county and, hey, what are you dealing with or what are you hearing or how's your council reacting to this? How's your community? What kind of calls are you getting? And we're able to brainstorm and really get on the same page that, yeah, I'm getting the same type of calls. How are you dealing with it? I get some ideas. Hey, this might be, this is working in Palm Springs. Maybe we'll try it in Riverside or the Sheriff's Department's doing this. Let's try that. Um, but it was, it was so beneficial for me to have that constant dialogue. And that's why we've kept those meetings the way we have. We, we still continue to meet. Yeah. Uh, so it's great to exchange information and, and like, and it could be Intel. It could be anything. Yeah. So um, just to change a little bit, I know, I know this is affecting all of law enforcement and you and I really haven't had this, this conversation yet, but um, hiring, I mean, yeah. we're, we're all hiring. We're all trying to recruit from the same pools or find new pools of, of candidates. Uh, it's a, it's a struggle for us because of the size of the agency, the amount of people that mm -hmm. we have to hire. Uh, how is it going for you guys? Well, I think we're all, we're all dealing with the same struggle. Um, it's a little bit more, you know, I, was, I like to tease you. We used to be able to get a lot of RSO folks come over. They've slowed down quite a bit the last couple of years for some reason, but uh, probably the leadership. But uh, um, we're, strugg we're struggling to find because we're not, we're not going to lower our standards. Right. That's just, we're not going to do that. You lower your standards, you get people in, and then that's just going to get you problems on the back end. Yeah. Something is and, going to happen. And, and not to, I won't call anybody out, but we know in our line of work, one of our local agencies uh, at least in California agencies experienced that years ago Correct. where they did lower their standards. And then several years later, they paid the price for that. Absolutely. And and where I say we learned about all of the, the bad things and we try not to, we try and learn from other people's mistakes too. We're certainly not yeah. going to do that. And, and also I think one of the reasons we're able to, uh, we have the interest there, which every time I'm sure you do this when I get new, I call them kids, young officers that graduate the Academy, I sit them down in my office. I'm like, why in the heck do you want to do this job right now to convince me? And I, I'm so rejuvenated after I talk to them. Like they, they make me feel better. Like they, they are in it for the right reasons. It's still the, the, I think my humble opinion, one of the most noble professions out there. I think you feel the same way, but they're in it for the right reasons. Um, we're also seeing a steady stream of laterals. And I think a lot of it has to do with going back to your comment earlier about being an Island is um, our officers still do police work. They're going to take people to jail. They're going to arrest people. I know there's other counties in the state of California that they feel like everything's falling on deaf ears. They're doing it for nothing. They're going to arrest somebody. It's never going to get prosecuted. It's never going to get filed. Um, I'm wasting my time. And I think our officers feel like they're coming here. They can do their job. Yeah. There are guns on the street. We've taken more guns off the street, as you guys have. It's like doubled every year yeah. since 2019. You know, I remember last year as, as we were do, going through all of our meetings and everything else and talking about trends or whatever it is, all of us were talking about the substantial amount of guns mm -hmm. that we were finding and arresting these people and everything else. And then 
in hindsight, looking back now, after all of the statistics have come out about crime rates and increases and everything else, everyone across the country knows there's a huge crime rate. Riverside County, compared to everyone else in the state, is substantially lower. Mm -hmm. We did go up a little bit, but nothing like other people. And you can't help but believe that the proactivity that we encourage, that we uh, the morale that we're building and the and the energy and the excitement of our officers and our deputies to go out there and make a difference, you can't not believe that that relates to the lower crime rate. It has Absolutely. to. When you have when you have Los Angeles County that increased ninety four percent homicide rate increase mm-hmm. from twenty to twenty one, and ours in Rivers, Riverside County went down twenty eight. Yeah, and it's. The work we're doing, it's the work that deputies are doing. And, you know, one thing, I'll, I'll pat both of us on the back. Um, we encourage that and we back our officers for going out there and doing the right thing and being being proactive and we stand behind them. Yeah. We believe that's what we believe works. That's right. And I think that the morale that that – the increase in morale that that causes is allowing them to go out and do their job and right. go out and be the, that, that proactive cop that's right. and take people to jail. <laughs> Luckily, we have – we have a good DA that prosecutes them. Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, maybe a judge might not give them the sentence that we want, but we're not discouraging them from going out and making that arrest yeah. again. And I think the the residents of of all of our cities and, and our county areas are, are benefiting from that. And I think the officers, you're right, and they feel like it's not for nothing. You know, they're going right. to arrest somebody. That, and this is what, you know, it, <clears throat> we'd be on a whole different podcast if we talked about homelessness, which is you and I talk about all the time. But you know, our officers go to your academy. They'll spend 965 hours in an academy of training. And you know how much they get dealing with homelessness? They get zero hours on that. And then they go out on the street with their field training officer and they spend half their shift dealing with homelessness. First call, probably. First call. Um, but what I've had to explain is we've had to change our mindset to where I realize livability problems. We, I've, I got to make sure we evaluate our officers on how they deal with these now. It is part of our job responsibilities, um, how they deal with an encampment. Because I tell people all the time, we are we are that we are the walking, talking tax dollar. They want to see us. And I know I know it's not a big crime. I know it's not, you know, a robbery suspect, home invasion suspect. That will happen, and we will get them. We're really good at the big stuff. We always yeah. catch those guys, but they also have to deal with livability issues. And that's it's been a tough thing to change because it's really not what you sign up for. But we know it's part of our responsibilities now because that's what the community expects from us is yeah. to deal with that. And, and I know I, I've heard you talk about it before about the livability issues. And and I we, we do the same thing, say the same thing. I call them quality of life issues. Mm-hmm. And when when we have that as our mission of, a, of maybe attacking those livabilities or quality of life issues, you, you take care of those residents. You make that place safer, cleaner, everything else before it becomes a crime infested. Correct hellhole really the old broken windows type thing exactly Uh, you know that that's it's a proven theory and Mm -hmm. we might as well embrace it and really it it makes our job better i think i I mean as a as a deputy i would rather go out and be busy all night long than sit and do nothing or not want to do anything well i tell people too when you and i were young patrol officers if you had a homeless problem, it would be one guy on the, on the corner of walk and don't walk. We'd go up there and say, hey, you, you got to get your stuff and move out of here. And that would be it. Yeah. And they would leave. <laughs> and they would leave. Yeah. Um, but it's totally changed now. And I, I think we've had to also – it has to go start from us at the top. But you have to make sure that we're evaluating our officers on, on those also. I get amazed sometimes. I, I remember last year we had three homicides in one weekend. 
And um, then I had my normal 20 meetings the next week in the community and stuff like that. And I didn't get asked one question about three homicides in our city. But I, I heard a lot about the encampment that was here. And I get it. Mm -hmm. it those are those are big issues. Yeah. Um, but I hear more about that than anything. So Yeah, because that affects people on a daily Absolutely. basis, whether they're trying to take their kids to school, yep. go to the grocery store, get their hair done, their nails done, their, you know, whatever it is. Yep. It's a that's something that's right in your face all the time. Yeah, and those the the homicides. While we we do everything we can to stop those, I mean, it doesn't get any worse than a homicide. That's right. Uh, a lot of people are. I don't want to say immune to that, but they they may have their their head in the sand about that because it didn't affect them or it didn't yeah. affect somebody that they knew. And so, but those those things you see every day, uh, and and I certainly want to I, I want to make it perfectly clear to to all of our listeners and and viewers. Um, in the city of Riverside and in the surrounding areas that 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 we control, we're constantly talking about this and how we're working together to uh, to address some of the homeless issues. And uh, the last thing we want to do is I don't want to make it your problem, and I don't want you yeah. to to tr fix your problem by making it my problem. Yeah. So we are, and and I'll I'll speak for the rest of the chiefs also. In those meetings that we're having, is we're trying to figure out a, a universal countywide way of making this happen. Working with the county agencies that that are dealing with it, or our nonprofits, we're we're really pushing those a lot. Yes, um, but we are working hand in hand and constant communication. It's nice that our offices are. I can yell out my window and, and get apart. your attention. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, but we they the the. Our residents should know that we're working together to to fix a lot of the problems that go on, whether it's homeless or whether it's gangs, whether it's gangs from Moreno Valley or Harupa that are doing something in Riverside yeah. or the Riverside gangs doing it in the other areas. Yeah. And and then you always run that risk of them not liking each other and yeah. hurting each other or neighbors. Yeah. And so uh, our job is not only just being friends as heads of the agency, but, mm -hmm. but real leaders with our agencies to making sure that we're all doing the same thing. Yeah with each other. And you never want to forget the victims. I mean, the victims of these violent crime, because we've had a little spike in there and it's for, for like we said earlier, the, the seat, the guns that are on the street, there's a lot of people that should be incarcerated that are not. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say this, when it gets to the livability issues is, is I understand as recent as like five years ago, we would go to community meetings and get beat up pretty bad about the homeless situation. You're not doing your job. You're not doing, I think they realize that it's a little bit above our head. Mm -hmm. Um, that things need to be changed in the legislation mm -hmm. for us to do our job back. Because you and I can never go to a meeting and say, hey, my hands are tied. We can't do it. We're not going to say that. Yeah. We're always going to show up. You call me. We will always be there. We will do everything we possibly can, but nothing we can't. Right. <laughs> so I, I I think they understand that now. They know there needs to be some changes in the legislation. Uh, and that's one thing I think that we're trying to continually dialogue with our local legislators like we have as a group. Yeah. Uh, uh, all the we're taking issues. a more vocal stance yeah. with our legislators. Yep, absolutely. And I to think get that's their important. help. Yeah. Whereas before we just, uh, whatever happens, you know, um, I, I stay political as a police chief. Um, whatever the law is, I'm going to enforce it. But when you see some type of uh, legislation that's trying to be passed, I want to make sure our legislators know, hey, this is this is not good or this is good, you know, but I want to make sure they can hear us as a unified voice. And that's hopefully will help us in the future. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I don't know why this just popped into my head, but thinking about, about you and I, and, and even about our other police chiefs that we have around, uh, we're, I, we're, I think we're, we may be a little bit unique in that we all started a few years Around each other. Around yeah. each other. Yeah. And we grew up with each other. So it's it's that relationship that we have when 
when you know when you took over as a chief, it's like, yeah. I mean, that's normal. That's yeah. that's hey, Larry, yeah. you know, congratulations. Yeah. And I think that's carrying over into how we're working together yeah. because we did it as deputies yeah. and cops. Yeah. And right here in the same city. Exactly. It, it, it builds that trust within us. And, you know, I've told people in the last 30 years, uh, I'm really the only inside chief. We had one inside chief for a very short time, but everybody else has been from the outside. The guy that hired me, the chief that hired me from San Diego PD. We had a chief for 10 years from LAPD, another chief from LA for 10 years. So it, it was nice to, to come in as an inside guy. And and I'll be quite honest, there we went through some things as an agency where we probably needed outside yeah. influence. Um, but I give credit to even my predecessor, Sergio Diaz, who left this department in good enough shape to where, hey, maybe an inside guy can can take over. And then, but like you said, it, it kind of culminated into, hey, Eddie Poos got the, the helmet job and Bob Newman, another inside from Corona got the job. Guys that you've known your whole career. Um, so I think we built that trust and that communication over the years, which makes it nice for us to work together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we'll continue doing it. I think that's- it, Absolutely. It, we may get from all of these- kids. I had a orientation this morning from a graduation last night and I'm looking around and th these, they're younger than my kids. Yeah. And, um, but with that, I will say that, uh, that you and I are still young enough that we'll be around here for, for quite hope, some time. I hope I don't have any plans on leaving. Yeah. Soon, so, so we'll, we'll continue the, the good work that we're doing, working together and making sure that Riverside and Riverside County are, uh, well protected from their police agency Absolutely. and from their sheriff's department. If uh, so, for everybody out there listening, if you have any questions, comments, make sure you respond. And uh, if there's something there, I know the chief made a, a comment about homelessness and, and us working on homelessness. I think we we could probably make an entirely new podcast Absolutely. about yeah. about our working relationship and how we're trying to deal with that. Yeah. So we may have to have you back and talk sure. a little bit about that. Talk about some of our teams that we put into play and like just like you guys have. In our Absolutely. Larry. Chief Gonzalez, thank you for being on the thank show. You, Appreciate, Appreciate you being you. here. And for all of you, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time on The Roundup.